The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Hey, hey, hey. What's up, everybody out there? It's another episode of Let's Talk But No Politics, okay? I am your host, Andrew Lenz, coming to you every Sunday on the BICBP Radio Network. And this is the podcast where childhood meets adulthood and just bring back some memories of good times. And our motto is, let us be your member berries. Today, I have a returning guest, Mr. Derek Jaws from Pats and Fats, Tip of the Cap, and Common Debauchery. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's up, buddy? <laughs> Nothing much. How you been doing? Ah, uh, you know what? Things are good. Things are good. Um, you know, as good as they can be in these times of the Coviticus. <laughs> Just you know, kind of keep it on, keep it on, doing doing my shows, being guests on everybody else's shows, and just being a show myself. I guess I, you know, what it is, what it is, and we're just having fun going along with it, right? That's what you got to do. Well, you're in the, you're you're in the cold. It, it is not warm here. No, I. I went outside yesterday thinking it was going to be cold, wearing a, wearing a sweatshirt and some sweatpants, and I was literally sweating by the time I got home, and I had to switch into some shorts. So There's but, like a, a nine or ten day span that that happens up here, and other than that, it's like if you're wearing sweatpants and a t-shirt or shorts and a hoodie, you're good. I do not, I do not miss that cold. That's that cold. It's been pretty mild this year, all things considered. We've hit a little, uh, little Arctic tundraness the last week and a half, but outside of that, it's been, it hasn't been bad. And apparently, it's going to be like fifty again by the weekend. So, by the time this episode airs, we will be, uh, we will be nice. And, I'll, be, I'll be walking around in shorts and a t-shirt again. Yeah, you should be able to by that point. And speaking of this episode, uh, let's hear from our sponsor, AOL. Every day, America Online is making it easier for people to live, work, and play. Hey, Dan, ready for the game? I'm just finishing up here with my new kayaking friends. Kayaking friends on your computer? Yeah, I just got America Online. Sounds great. Listen, I can't go to the game today. What? I've got to send something for my mom's birthday. It's tomorrow. I'll then book plane tickets for our trip next week, and my kids got to go to the library to look up dinosaurs. Hey, we can take care of all that before we go. Yeah, right. Oh, with America Online. America Online can do all that? Yeah. How about sending your mom some nice flowers? All you do is click on Marketplace, we place an order. Call now for America Online, a new way to use your computer to communicate, have fun, and get instant news and information. Flowers are sent. Now let's access the online travel service. How long have you had this? About a week. And it's so easy. All you do is point and click. But how does it work? All you need is a computer and a regular phone line. They send you the software and give you 10 free hours to check it out. Call now for your free America Online Startup Kit and get free software and 10 free online hours. It's everything you need to get online. Plane tickets are ordered. Now, let's look up dinosaurs. What do you think? Compton's Encyclopedia or National Geographic? You get all that with America Online? Yeah, you can read Business Week Online before it hits the newsstand. Update your stock portfolio every 15 minutes with PC Quote. You can even play fantasy football. Call now for 10 free hours of America Online and get instant access to the worlds of sports, finance, computing, and entertainment. Here come the dinosaurs. 
I saved you a trip to the library. That's great. Yeah, downloading is easy, too. You know, I can even send email on the Internet. And of course, there's my personal favorite, live chat. That's how I met my new kayaking buddies. We'll check that out later, after the game. So how do you get America online? Oh, well, that's easy, too. You just call their 800 number. I got to check this out. Call 1-800-614-3434 now for your free America Online Startup Kit with free software and 10 free online hours. It's everything you need to get online. So call 1-800-614-3434. Did, did you... I can't believe how much AOL gives you. Did you oh, my God. A, AOL was the move. They were the move, man. Everything... It was amazing how much you had... From that one little thing was AOL. Like kids today will never know. No. They'll never know the pleasure and the struggle of America online. Never. And that that is why they are a sponsor of today's show there is uh, the cable kind of versus internet. Which one were you more excited for as a kid? And which one kind of do you... So, I... This is interesting for me because when I grew up, and I'm, I'm hoping the statute of limitations on this is up or else I'm going to get my parents in trouble, but we had one of the magic black boxes. Yes. So, like, cable for me was always a thing that we kind of had. And then the internet, like, I, 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 I remember it like it was yesterday. We, my parents brought home this gigantic box that looked like a cow for our Gateway 2000 computer. Which, ironically, that box is sitting in my kitchen right now full of house decor that needs to be unpacked. So that box has stood the test of time, unlike AOL. And Gateway. And Gateway. <laughs> which, uh, Gateway probably became like Microsoft or something stupid. Who knows? I have no idea. But, um, like, getting the internet was was huge. Like, it, it was before, like, like, think about, oh, this is the internet. Like, I, I feel... <laughs> I feel like talking about this, I feel like Johnny Lawrence from Cobra Kai. Like, when you first got the internet back then, you were like, I'm going to get on the on the interwebs. And, like, you logged out, like, welcome. You've got mail. I have mail? I just signed on for the first time. How do I have mail? It was huge. It was a big deal. Oh, I'm so... I, I miss I miss the dial-up login thing too. The, the yeah, the squelching and the phone dialing and, oh, and mom getting pissed off when she didn't tell you you could go on the internet, but you were on the internet anyway, and she had to make a phone call because we didn't have cell phones back then. <laughs> That's another huge one. See, with me, I think I was a little bit more excited. I I enjoyed the internet, but when I when I think about it as a whole, cable was a little bit bigger. Because pretty much there wasn't a whole lot of channels if you didn't have cable. And it was like rabbit ears and you would have to move it. Yes, I'm that old. Uh, <laughs> there was some that, listen, that, that stuff still existed when I was a kid. Well, you're not that much older than me. So okay. it's just like that little black box is a big deal, man. That, that thing, you yeah. know, I remember like mom and dad would have it set. So like you know, the one thing wasn't plugged in, so certain channels didn't come in because, you know, certain channels couldn't come in. But then, like, 
you know, your mom and dad aren't home and you're fidgeting with the box and finding out what needs to be plugged in to see if you can see a nipple or two. I'm sorry that I said nipple on your show. But, no, you're fine. <laughs> I, I, I had a feeling once we were talking about cable and internet, it, it, there was going to be something. It's got to go there, right? It's got to go there. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be there. But cable was, see, my dad had a cheater box and then we got, then we got cable. So, like, we had cable on the weekends, but we didn't have cable during the week. Then my mom finally, this is so stupid, where you think, like, thinking about that time. She was like, okay, we can get cable now. And it's like, oh, my goodness, where it's most people nowadays are like, I want to get rid of cable, or why do you even have cable? Uh, so we got cable, and I remember being excited because the 1960s Batman was playing, I think, on ABC Family. And then you get the free preview of Disney. And then all of a sudden, uh, MTV and Disney were like, oh, we're no longer subscription-based. So then you got MTV and you got Disney. And you were like, yeah, okay, that is cool. But on the weekends, though, with the black box, uh, I watched, like, the same movie 90,000 times. If I watched, watched Ninja Turtles millions of times. So that was kind of like a cool thing for me. Problem Child. If it wasn't for the black box, we were talking a little bit about wrestling before this. I would have never been able to see the first appearance of The Undertaker. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I remember like watching what like I now realize were pay-per-views, but I didn't know that they were pay-per-views back then. But pay-per-view was a channel. Like it, it was there was one. And it was and it played movies and stuff and then like random live events. That's how my dad used to pay to fix his car because he knew the mechanic. So and the mechanic knew that he had a box. So he'd be like, okay, um, I want this, this, and this movie. And then my dad would get money off because he would go and record it. Yeah. And that's how, and you know, get it, you know, some, uh, some underhand dealings, but Hey, you got to do what you got to do. So we would record certain things. I remember, There'd be certain times where he's like, don't touch, don't touch any of the remotes. I'm recording this for Gene. And it'd be like, <laughs> it'd be like white of the intruder and stuff like that. And that's how he, the black box was that. I think the black box was more amazing than anything else. And the black box too. And the remotes were simple. Now that I think about it. No yeah. guide. No guide. The only guide was the there, there was, a, Yeah, there was a channel yes. that you had to sit there and it like, and God forbid you flip to that channel and you just missed what you wanted to, like the, the, the grouping of channels you wanted to see it, what was on because you had to wait 20 minutes for it to come back around just to see that the show you wanted to watch was on the whole time, but you missed it because you wanted to see if it was on or not. <laughs> I, oh, that was so horrible too. And you would sit there and you'd be like just waiting. That's why I'm glad they created the uh, previous channel button because you can yeah. like sit and be like... I think there's a lot of things with cable and everything else that kids don't quite understand. Like my kids half of the time, like commercials, they hate the fact that they got to sit through a commercial. I actually, I, I've got a couple friends that any show they watch, even if they're watching it when it's being broadcast, they will wait like 10 minutes to start it. And then like fast forward through the commercials. 
And they like the one dude actually has like a formula figured out of like if it's a half hour episode, he only has to wait like seven and a half minutes to start. And by the end, he'll be live for the end of the episode without watching a single commercial. And if it's an hour, he has it figured out that it's like, you know, 11 and 11 minutes and 76 seconds or oh, that's 12 minutes or six seconds. But that's beside the point. Again, my math's not uh, point today, apparently. But like he's got a, he's got a formula figured out that he knows that when he, he hits record. And he waits a certain amount of time, and after that point, he can watch and pretty much end the show at you know the time it's supposed to end. That's crazy. I, see, I don't, I don't, I don't care that much. I, I like if I have to watch if I have to watch some commercials, like I watch football a lot, and there's a ton of commercials there. Yes. That's what, that's when you go take a leak, get another beer, and you know reload the snack tray. Well, that's what Mike. See, that's another thing with TV and stuff nowadays. My kids are always like, can you pause that? I'm like, no, I'm not going to pause it. Nobody could pause my TV when I was a kid. Can you, you got to go. That? You got to go. If you don't if you don't move, you missed. You missed out. You missed completely out. And like, And I get it from, like, if I'm watching Netflix or if I'm watching Hulu, which is different to me. Like, that's not cable. Like, pausing live TV, yeah, it's great. You can do it. But if I'm watching live TV, it's probably because I'm watching a sporting event of some kind. Well, with this magic little, you know, box in my hand at all times, if I pause and I'm five minutes behind, I'm getting texts about what I'm not seeing yet. And I don't want that. So, no, I'm not pausing this live TV. Get out of here. Go do what you got to do. I'll fill you in when you get back. Again, Netflix, Hulu, those things, that's different because I can do that and it's not live. I know they get mad because I didn't spring for the commercial free Hulu because I did the package where you get Hulu with commercials, ESPN plus and uh, yep. Disney plus, and they will not touch Hulu. I'm like, Hey, you guys should watch this show. It's on Hulu. You know, well, this is on Hulu. And the next thing you know, they're like, no, it has commercials. I'm not watching it. I'm going to watch YouTube. I'm like, Oh, no more YouTube. Yeah. YouTube that is like loaded with ads. Until like, until like, what's that? You can skip them though half of the time. Half the time, but like, you know, what's more annoying? Like being able to have a a minute and a half conversation during a Hulu ad versus waiting the seven seconds to be able to, or like, like, I have to watch the first commercial, then I can skip the second commercial, which is only 20 more seconds of my life. What's the difference? Just watch the damn commercial. (laughs) YouTube is stupid. Like you, ha- you almost have to like beat YouTube into submission to get rid of the ads. Like if you watch, like if, if you watch for like over an hour, they stop hitting you with ads for like the next oh, hour. Really? I think so. Like I, I've done it in the past where like if I'm like bored out of my mind and I or or listen because this has happened, I get just dive down a rabbit hole when I'm bored and up at three in the morning, yeah. and all of a sudden I'm like, why am I watching this fan theory? Dragon Ball Z stuff on YouTube for the last two hours. I should be sleeping. And here I am just staring at my phone, just, oh, look, I haven't had an ad in a while. I just got to keep it going now. <laughs> I used to watch the fan theories at, at, my, at my, well, my last job before my last one. I worked in an office and I would prop up my phone and I'd watch YouTube. And one of the guys I worked with walked in there. He had to drop something off in my office and all of a sudden, he left, and then he comes back. He goes, "Are you watching Harry Potter fan theories?" I'm like, "Yeah, yes." <laughs> I'm like, "Why?" 
I'm like, why not? And this dude was like, he's like hardcore, been in and out of prison and everything else. But the funny thing about him is uh, he plays Magic the Gathering. So that was like the one stab I could have at him was making fun of him for playing Magic the Gathering. There's nothing wrong with playing Magic the Gathering. It was just, it was just breaking balls between the two of us. But it was like the only thing I had. But I mean, cable, cable expanded. I remember getting a computer before the internet. That's how crazy. Yeah. Did but you like, have the computer before the internet or was it like all together at the same time? No, I'm pretty sure we got the computer and then shortly, it wasn't like a long time, but shortly thereafter, like, and I want to say part of it coincided with my, because my dad uh, went back to school to get his master's when I was younger and he needed to be able to like type up his homework because that was a new thing for college. Um, like, I couldn't imagine handwriting a 10-page paper and how long it would take me and how like how crappy it would look like my handwriting is atrocious yeah I thank can... god for computers That's like like joke. before this i was i was putting together my uh, my super bowl board and i do it all on a computer because i would do a handwritten one and it would look like a five-year-old wrote it with the wrong hand <laughs> but well. yeah so we we definitely got the computer first and then the internet came along and i'll tell you the internet coming along stemmed some of the funniest and or most embarrassing conversations I've ever had with my mother. Just because. <laughs> God, God bless her soul. God, she's dealt with so much crap from me. Like, <laughs> she, she's a saint. She really is. I, I love her to death. Like, I am just some of the stuff that, like, happened, it, like, solely based on the internet was, like, oh. Uncomfortable feeling with the mother. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> probably probably 33 years overdue but i'm sorry <laughs> well, i do i do it every day my, my mother actually listens to this podcast every once in a while just to just to bless, see what i say about her let, let bless her heart my mom listens to almost everything i put out there and like and she's not a pro sports like a huge big pro sports fan but she listens to hat stats and stats like you know she listens to common debauchery all the time um actually both my parents do and I, I enjoy getting the random text like, oh, I was listening to this. It was like laughing my ass off. Or like, hey, that was a really great episode. Like, hey, thanks. I appreciate it. it. It is nice. It is nice. My mom listened to the Christmas Memories one, and she the, the one that me, you, and Matt did. Yeah. And she said that was probably one of the best ones that I that, that, uh, that has been out. So. Yeah. The last, uh, last episode of Common Debauchery, uh, me and Allie did. We played a game called um, Answer the Internet, and it's like a card game by Barstool. And it's best kind of be like a drinking game. So we we're just asking each other these questions back and forth. And like some of them heavily inappropriate, heavily. And within 10 minutes of posting the episode, my mom and dad texted me. They're like, we're effing dying over here. And I'm like, so I called them like, what's going on? And they're like, we're listening to your episode. It's friggin' hilarious. And I'm like, oh, all right then. Like, th thanks for taking your random time on a Wednesday night to listen to this. Hey, like, gotta get listeners, though. Absolutely. Get listen, I'm not complaining, but, like, <laughs> I, it, it, it's definitely made me, like, think about, like, uh, can I say that? Like, my mom's gonna hear this. I think my mom pretty knows what I, pretty much what I, she expects out of me. Mine does, too. But like, sometimes I like to pretend, you know? Like, I'm not... 
like maybe I'm not a total degenerate all the time. And I'm not, but like sometimes like the, the like the degenerate stories are the best stories. They are. They, nobody they, nobody they wants to hear about the time you went to church and said your prayers and ate your vitamins. Like easy Hulk Hogan, calm down. Those are boring <laughs> he's stories. He's my hero. <laughs> but I can remember having a computer without the internet. And like Encarta was like my friend. Do you remember Encarta the encyclopedia? Yes. That oh my god. Like my my friend. Like I used to go on there and you could look up anything. Like I'd look up because we're both in the sports. I'd be like, oh, it's Dan Marino in here. And I'd be like, oh look, I can read all this. It was like Wikipedia, but actual real facts before Wikipedia <laughs> to me. <laughs> Oh, uh, Wikipedia. Yeah. That's what Encarta was to me. I remember there would be like games in there. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Orbit oh, the Moon God. one. There's another one. Like, oh. you just opened up a door in my brain that I totally forgot about. Oh, it's the Mind Maze. That's what it was. And you go oh, through the maze and you would have to answer questions about things in our in in Encarta. So I remember that like yeah. super huge. Oh my goodness, they came out for it for PS2 and PS1. What? what? I think so. I I, I feel like I mean, oh, we... it's, it's only a ROM. Oh. oh. But Ooh. that was that was like the big thing was Encarta. And then I remember listening to music. That's how I found about uh well I'm gonna I'm just gonna say CCR was listening to the audio clip in Encarta. And I remember just yeah. looking it up. Was Encarta was absolutely amazing. So I remember we had these two programs and one was like all about dinosaurs and one was all about animals and like it would it was cool because it would show you like okay this is like that like you could click on like the type of animal like they were like household animals wild animals you know farm animals underwater like there was an underwater section that was creepy as all hell because you know stuff in the ocean freaks me out <laughs> mostly because i don't think i can beat it up and that just freaks me out a little bit but like it, it was cool it'd be like oh what does it look like to, to look out of a dog's eyes and it would show you like their color spectrum their like how they see things and that was cool but then the dinosaur one was awesome because like you got to like do interactive things like you know what what do we think this dinosaur sounded like and you click the button and it would like chirp at you or growl at you or whatever and like <clears throat> there were interactive like um like where you could control a dinosaur and just like meander through the world, like the really crappy 3D-ish, 2D pixelated world and then get eaten by a Tyrannosaurus or something. It was awesome. And like, oh, so cool. That was all pre, all pre-internet. Now the, All now, pre-internet. Now you can just go on the internet and play that. And that's where kids well, don't and, understand. The, the whole idea of putting a disc into a computer... And running a program. Yeah, or waiting it for it to load in and install, but then you still need the disk to put in. Yeah. And, 
I mean, I'm pretty sure. So my like the desktop I'm on right now has a CD drive on it, but it doesn't work. Um, to to be to be told this old trusty Dusty here's got a lot of miles on her, but uh, I don't think I don't even know if new computers come with CD drives. They don't. I just I didn't think I got a new one last year. I got a laptop. It has no CD drive, and I thought something was wrong with it. But it's got 19 USB ports. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a micro, and a, what is it, the U, USB-C. Yeah, yeah. Yes. But, so, like, think about that, though. Like, the phrase getting on the internet was literally something. You had to actually get on the okay. internet. You couldn't just turn your computer on and click on... Explorer, Chrome, Safari, Firefox, whatever you use to get again on the internet. They got it was dial up. You like it was like being on the phone because you were on the phone. Did you did you I, I was thinking about this, like watching like old AOL commercials and stuff like that. I didn't even know there was a world outside of AOL until you start until it started going away. Like when somebody would be like oh click on the internet explorer icon you'd be like whoa whoa wait a What's minute that? why am i clicking on that there's an american on i thought like american online was just like your only way to that, that was the internet like oh did you, ever, did you ever have it where like you were in like an intense conversation with a friend girlfriend whatever and like somebody called the house and booted you off the internet yes yes that That's was devastating devastating we used to plan let's see this is probably 97 98 and we used to plan uh skipping school through aol instant messenger and i had a i have a i have a friend he's not a very intelligent fellow and i kept on putting okay uh you know, when you come back and I put, I am me. And he was like, why do you keep on saying that you're you? I'm like, no, you moron. Instant message me when you come back. I'm going to be on at this time. And he's like, oh, I thought you kept on saying that you're you. Like somebody else was using your thing. I'm like, no. <laughs> but we used to do that. AOL also, the worst thing ever was the AOL homework help. I tried to do that one time. Yeah. Because that was like the big sell for my parents. It was like, oh, you can do help with your homework. I put it in and then all of a sudden it was like, we'll be back to you in three to four days with, with your help. And I'm thinking to myself, I gotta turn this thing. It was this, like on a weekend. This, I gotta turn this thing on Monday. Come on. Yeah, this dude this due tomorrow. What the hell? And now now we get irritated if there's like a like a live chat assistant on a website and it's not a real person. Yes, <laughs> like you're answering me immediately with generic garbage answers, and like, no, just give me a person. I want to talk to Karen. Yeah. Oh, I hate that so much. <laughs> when I worked in shipping, and I would have to call UPS, I just go human, you men, and then finally they go, they go, we're gonna get you to a live representative right now. And then thank you. And they get yeah, thank you. But American Online was the first. These are the things that I miss about American Online that I cannot find on the internet. 
today, pretty much, where or it introduced me into things. Number one was the cool fantasy football that it had, where it actually used like a salary cap. It was the first time I ever played anything like that, especially too with indiv- individual defensive players. Yep. So that's how I balance it. And you'd pick like a linebacker, a defensive lineman, and a safety. I missed I'm that was like my introduction my introduction into fantasy football where I didn't have to wait for my father to get the paper on Monday and Tuesday and then give me a call on Wednesday to let me know, not even a taxi, this is how great it is. Call me and if I wasn't home, he'd leave a message on the answer machine to tell me if I won a fantasy football game or not. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Yeah, that's uh, that's what, I I love that episode of the league where they get kicked off the internet league and Kevin has to write down everything and I'm just thinking to myself that was the time that we lived in where everything was by paper and now, pencil. Now imagine doing that by having to read the box scores in the newspaper, like so you don't even have it at your fingertips on the internet, like. Which is funny because I, I call that jailhouse rules because that's how guys where I work play. Oh my goodness. <laughs> like, like they have to get the USA Today on Monday and like, you know, Monday and Tuesday are the big days and they're like, I need the paper, I need the paper, I need the paper, I need the paper. Like, all right, man, you're not supposed to be gambling, but I didn't see anything. So whatever. <laughs> the Enjoy other cool, your Snickers. The other cool thing sports wise that they had on there was. On Sundays, you could watch the game, and then they had this thing on the – I can't even remember. I think it was called QB1 or something, and you could pick the – you could try and predict the play that they were going to play. So Ooh. in the in the computer room, there was a TV. This is probably what got me, like, super into football was, like, I was into football, but be able to try and predict it and play along with the game – was awesome. So I'd sit there and watch on a little 13-inch TV. Yes, they made TVs that small, if anybody does remember. And I'd sit there and watch it on a little 13-inch TV. It'd be the Bills game because it's Western New York. And I'd sit there in the computer room, and I'd look at the TV, then look at it and go, okay, this is going to be – and you click, like, it's a run, and you could add stuff to it to try and earn more points. So you could be like, run, middle – uh, he's only going to get five yards. And then if you get so many, whatever you got on that is how many points you got. And then you could pick like the big play. You'd be like, oh, they're going to launch it. So you could pick the big play and it would show you a leaderboard. That was probably my first and old, my first time ever playing a game online with absolute strangers. Yeah, it's interesting because I think hearing that people are going to be like, wow, that actually sounds like a lot of fun. And I can tell you that there actually, there's a football league that is dedicated to that type of playing nowadays. And I'm actually surprised it hasn't taken off more. I don't remember what it's called. I only know of it because I actually was in Vero Beach, Florida for like during the training camp and was staying on site where the training camp was happening. So I got to watch some of it. It was kind of cool, but uh, same concept. But I mean, like, and that that's how far ahead of its time that was. Yes. Like, they're building a league around that now, but this was back in, you know, when life was in black and white, according to, you know, the, the kids these days. And you, there you are on the AOL machine 
And like, imagine sitting there doing that, and then you know, Gam Gam calls, and you're off the internet now. Damn it! I was on a roll. <laughs> you remember DSL? Did you get DSL? Yes. yes. DSL. <laughs> that was like the dream. And I remember that was probably the only time I ever really helped anything. And I went running around to the house because this is before everybody had a cell phone. And there was at least, what, maybe two, three phones in each house or one cordless. And you're running around and you're like, okay, I got to put on this filter. And then I got to put this in there. And then I got to do this. And I actually had to install an Ethernet cord into the computer to be able to do that. And then that wasn't working. But we finally got it working. But I remember getting DSL, and that was like the game changer because you could be online and you didn't have to worry about anybody calling. And it took forever to talk my mother into getting that because, yeah, like, no, I don't want to pay the extra money. That's when a phone, that's when a phone bill cost you money. There's so many different things. Like long distance was a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> like you had to worry about calling outside your county at one point. Yes. And it would cost you more money. Like my mom used to, so my uncle lived, like lived in Canada for my entire like youth. And my mom would have to like plan when they called to talk to each other once a month because of how much it would cost for that conversation. I, I think the worst my mother ever got with it was my brother, me and my brother and his friends, we were playing basketball and my brother was older, so, like, we drove to a park and we were playing basketball. And I, I went up for a shot, and when I came down, I twisted my ankle. And I've always been a rather pretty tall guy, pretty big guy, and I pretty much, like, chipped a bone in my ankle. So we go home, and I'm sitting in this recliner, and I'm like, Mom, I think my ankle is broken. And she's like, you need to wait a minute. I am on the, I'm on the phone with your aunt, and this is long distance. So you're going to need to wait a minute. <laughs> that's, how, that's how long distance worked. She finally hung up and took me to the hospital. But I was older. I was probably 14, 15 years old. So it's not like I was like five. But that was how big long distance was huge. That was yeah. another. I don't well, think a lot of so people realize that. This, this is what, like, I, I enjoy talking this one with, like, my friends whenever the conversation of AOL comes up. Away messages on AOL Instant Messenger. So AOL, it, AOL, in my opinion, was, like, started the text messaging phase. Like, AOL Instant Messenger was the first way to speak via text with somebody that was faster than emailing them. But now we're sitting here talking about how you get a phone call that would kick you offline. So what was the point of an away message if, like, if I'm online, I'm, I'm sitting there? Like, I, it made a lot more sense when DSL came and you could be on the internet without tying up the phone line and you could just have it up and on all the time. Like, hey, I'm not here, leave a message, or like, whatever. Hey, I'm doing this, be back in five. But <laughs> when, you, like, when they first made away messages, you were actively sitting there on the internet. Yeah. Like, why did we need away messages? Well, it's the same as like uh, when telemarketing started getting big or something like that, where you would you would screen your calls by letting the answer machine pick it up. Yeah. Or you would just 
if you just didn't want it, th- that's what this is the best. You can't even think about doing this now. I mean, you could just turn off your phone, but just taking the phone off the hook and just laying it on the table. And then you're that like, was the okay. original do not disturb mode. Yes. <laughs> I remember there was times where we would have to do that at like dinner and stuff because there was no phone calls during dinner. Yeah. Oh my God. So <laughs> funny sidebar on that. Um, it took me forever. Like I, I didn't get a cell phone until I think I was at least a sophomore, maybe a junior in high school. It took me probably till I was like in like seventh or eighth grade, maybe to convince my parents to let me have a phone in my room. But again, it's a house phone. So like you could be on it and anybody in the house can pick up and be like, hang up the goddamn phone. I got to call somebody. So and though it like knowing my parents, I was probably a little bit older than that. So it was always like going off the conversation of like, you know, you're sitting on the internet, mom picks up the phone and she hears the, <laughs> get off the internet. Well, <laughs> I'm sitting in my room one night and I'm having a conversation on the whole, on the old house phone with a girl. And apparently she had a Harriet the spy phone. And I didn't know that. So, like, we were talking, and as, you know, young, I, I don't know, like, puberty hormone raging teenagers do, like, conversation got a little not so PG-13, and all of a sudden, I just hear, someone is listening on the phone, and I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and, all, and all of a sudden, I hear, Ashley, are you on the phone? I gotta call your father. And I'm like, oh, that was not the voice that just said someone's listening. Because I don't know, I don't remember what we were talking about, but something not so okay was just said. And then you just hear, someone is listening. And I'm like, oh my God, we're going to get killed. (laughs) That was, I remember there was an episode of Full House where it was all centered around, this is how, one another one of those amazing times of change, where it was all centered around where DJ wanted her own phone number. Yes. Adding in a phone line was like a huge deal. And then it went from, that was one of the things too, like the progression of everything was like being able to get cable in your room and the splicers. My my father was a splicing genius. You could give him some, some coax cable and some splicers and he could wire your whole entire house with cable from just one port in the basement and that's how i learned how to do things as well was they would be like how many cable how many cable lines do you want and i'm like uh one and then you go to radio shack there there we go date myself yeah radio shack radio shack <laughs> next week's sponsor <laughs> that would be an awesome one i gotta do that one radio shack in circuit city yes and you get a nice splicer and you splice all that cable around the house and then it just plug it right in after the boxes went away and you could just flip through the channels. I think I only, and then if there was a problem with the cable, I would call it and they would be like, how many cable lines do you have? And I'm like, um, one, but there was a bunch when, before I moved into this house. So we just left it. <laughs> that was, liar, liar. And there was one computer. Oh, I, this is, this is how far back it goes too. I remember downloading Attitude era theme music and promos on a discat. 
Yeah. That was like, like back in the day of Napster and LimeWire. Yes. And then like you like I would have that up and running on the like in the background. And then my dad would be like, I need to use a computer. So I'd like because we had one computer in the house. Like mm-hmm. and it was it. So our computer was in our our kitchen. So like we have like a bigger a bigger kitchen. Like my parents when they first bought the house had an addition put on the back where our dinner table is, and then there's like a breakfast nook and the actual like kitchen area, and basically like across from the breakfast nook on a, the far wall was the computer desk with the family computer. So that's where you end up learning the hard way about like temporary internet files. And like that, when you're downloading 900 songs at a time, like it slows the internet down. So dad's trying to do something for work. And then he realizes that you, you downloading, you know, the entirety of every WWE entrance song ever is bogging down the internet. And then he deletes the entire thing. Absolutely. I did. Huzzah. Huzzah. Yep. Got a couple of viruses. Got a couple of viruses. <laughs> yeah. My 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 first personal computer that I got uh, going into going into my senior year and then because I was going to be going to college and the assumption was I was going to be going away to college, my parents got me my own computer. And my that thing lasted, I think, four months before I got a Trojan that just ate the whole thing. <laughs> they were pissed. My parents were not happy. <laughs> no, I could imagine. <laughs> that one. You got you, you, when you're a kid and you're like downloading things. I don't think you're thinking about a virus or anything like that. No, and yeah, like so, they took it into a tech guy, probably at Circuit City or somewhere, and they were like, like the guys, like, listen, this is what happened. Like the motherboard is fried. It's basically a gigantic paperweight at this point and they're like well how, how did that happen and he's like well he, he was either on either downloaded something he sh- like that had the virus in it or he went to like a website or something that you know caused like that he got it from or whatever and like normally it's not the type of website you'd probably want your high school son on that would cause this thing and like that stemmed a whole another conversation of what were you doing? I was downloading music, I swear. Well, you know that's illegal. Yeah, but it's better than telling you I was watching porn. Like <laughs> that's I think that's the the one thing about the internet was it was like you could do this, this, and this on AOL, and then it came to the dark side of the internet as you got older with your friends, and they were like, Hey, you can go to this website and see this, and you're like oh okay and then you were like you could depending on where your age was you would like play it off like oh why would you want to see that that's disgusting but then you would try and like memorize in the back of your head and be like oh, okay now i'm gonna try and go here but you well, knew that you knew the you knew the virus were gonna come yeah <laughs> and like this this is so this is the progression that went down in my in my house um I, like during the dial-up days, obviously you had to worry about if the site was going to load fast enough while you had like, again, my computer was in a common room of the house for a long time. So I had to hope that dad was downstairs in the workshop and mom was watching her story in the living room 
volume was off because God knows you didn't want a pop up like of some girl moaning, and you're like, <laughs> like looking around like, okay, my sister's not home, and like, oh come on, come on, come on, shit, mom's getting up, mom's getting up, shit, 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 shit. The ninety thousand clicks. Yeah. Well, what are you what are you doing? Nothing. Nothing. Not nothing. I was I was watching cartoons. Right. I'm still a kid. <laughs> When this is during the infancy after AOL, when we were still trying to learn about search engines and how you could kind of use them, is my friend in school was doing a report and he was doing it on the Love Canal. So we use the internet, you know, is that is way different now. Oh, this is going to be great. There's more. <laughs> And so, you know, he's sitting there and there's the row of like two or three computers and he just types in because um, it's the Love Canal. It's like www.lovecanal.com. And then all of a sudden you see a not appropriate picture for school of a, of a woman and the teacher sees it. And that was something that he had to explain, but it was a kind of an easy explanation because right. it was what he was researching on there. So that is when search engines were coming in, probably Yahoo before Google. Yeah, it was <laughs> Yahoo was the big one. There uh MSN had one. Was it Ask Jeeves? Ask Jeeves. That was the like answer any question you have. Like there there was one other one. I can't think of what it was. Dogpile? I want to say I use dogpile.com. I don't know. All I know is that, like, Yahoo search engine got me in a lot of trouble because, again, like, when you're young, you don't, like, when, and th this was all brand new. You didn't understand things like, you know, search histories and, <laughs> you know, temporary internet files. Like, whenever you, like, back then, whenever you clicked on something to, like, click on this thumbnail to see a bigger version... Like you clicked on it and it saved as a temporary internet file. Yeah. The amount of times I got grounded because of that crap. You gotta know. Like, like thanks, internet. We they gave Mom us did not need to know how big of a crush I had on Britney Spears. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> they gave us all laptops my senior year in high school. Like the whole entire school, the first year of Niagara Falls, the new Niagara Falls High School, they were like, here's laptops. You can you can type notes. You can do all this in school. It's there for you. I don't think anybody used it what it was intended for. We all had Napster. Yep. Uh, we had emulators for Nintendo games. Oh, emulators. I, I was just talking about it uh, on the two-point conversation. That's how I discovered the backyard sports. I played backyard football and baseball constantly on there. Uh, and then they gave us the ones that had infrared. So to pass a file, all you had to do was flip around your computer, line up the two infrared sensors, and it would just send the copy the file over to the other computer. So we did that, and we just totally destroyed these things. And it was supposed to be these great learning devices. Um, I had like Diablo on mine. It was crazy. So we kind of ruined it. 
for the first graduating class ruined it for the next year because then they started putting locks and everything on it where you could only you couldn't download anything you could only go to this you could only go to that where before as long as you weren't on the school server you could go anywhere i remember setting uh, fantasy like fantasy hockey lineups and fantasy football lineups in the middle of class going oh okay i gotta start this guy i gotta start this guy just totally abusing the computer but I think that's one of the things where when you're a kid and the idea of the home computer, especially the laptop, I think was still kind of new to that generation where it's not, when I was a kid, if you would have said five year, five year old, Andrew, here's a computer you're thinking like transformers, Teletron one, you're thinking X-Men Cerebro you're thinking about these big, massive things that can do all this stuff. Your uh, war games. I don't know if you've ever seen that with Matthew Broderick, where he accidentally hacks into the U.S. government and he thinks he's playing a video game, but really yes. he's like trying to almost set off nukes. Stuff like that was like mind-blowing to us. And then all of a sudden you give us computers as we're older and we're like, how come we can't just hack into things and change our grades or be like Ferris Bueller? <laughs> right. And change how many days we were absent. And, you know, oh. you, I'd ask my more tech-savvy friends, I'd be like, can you just, like, hack into things? They're like, dude, that's a movie. I'm like, yeah, like, come on. You can't just, like, hack into something real quick. Like, the answer is, yes, it can be done. Can I? No. Yes. <laughs> like, I, I remember going to college. Like, so I, I took my desk, my second desktop that I hadn't fried yet. And I took it, I went to Buff State, I lived on campus my freshman year, so I took it with me, and it sat at my desk, at, you know, with, logged into AOL Instant Messenger, which was its own standalone program now, and, you know, Facebook was like in its infancy, you needed a .edu email address to have a Facebook account, it was the glory days of MySpace, fighting with your friend who's in your top eight. And I remember like going into my buddy's room and he's sitting like he's sitting on his laptop and I'm like, like, I don't know, man, like laptops seem weird. Like I have this big desktop. It's so fast. It's got so much memory and blah, blah, blah. And this and the other. And he's like, mine's got all that and I can take it to class with me. But like wireless internet wasn't fantastic. So if you were taking a laptop to class, you were literally typing notes in it. By the time I was graduating college in my last year of Fredonia, I was taking my laptop to classes with me to stay awake. <laughs> like I'm sitting there on Facebook and like messaging people and playing games and all this stuff. And like, I remember the one day I looked up from my computer and I looked around and I'm like, I said to my buddy Austin, who's one of my co-hosts on Hat Stats and Sats. I'm like, he was doing a crossword puzzle. I was on my laptop and our other buddy, Eric was either playing on his phone or he was sleeping too. And we're like, Hey man, we're the only two people awake in class right now. Like, in four years, it went from, like, this this thing on my desk to something I could pick up and take with me. And the one that was smaller and I could take with me got faster and better and more gooder. And, like, and now I can use that to watch cable to bring the episode full circle. Yeah, and you don't, like I said, you don't, who, who needs cable? I don't even have cable. I just have, like, AT&T streaming service. Yeah, because I use I use a streaming service that like is thousands and thousands of channels for like twenty five bucks a month, and as long as I have my Amazon Fire Stick 
and my and an internet connection, I can watch. Like I watched, I don't I don't need to pay for WWE Network because it's part of this subscription that I have. So I watch the Royal Rumble on my Fire Stick via this streaming cable app that I use. See, that's the other thing. The the Fire Stick is like the new cheater box. When you oh god, yeah. Box. There's always going to be a cheater box. There was the card for the satellite dishes. And then now it's the, the Amazon Fire Stick jailbreak. Go right on YouTube. You can find anything on YouTube. It's so sad. Yeah. Uh, that's another that's another episode I want to do is YouTube versus public access. How public access went away and YouTube is just the new version of a national public access. I don't know if you remember ever watching public access TV. Very, very uh, faintly, I guess we'll say. I mostly watched it when I was about to play Nintendo because it was channel three. Right. But it, it yeah. Back, back when you had to have your, uh, your gaming system on a specific channel. Yes. Not just, what is it on? HDMI one, HDMI. Yeah. Which, which, which input for this massive computer machine that's on the internet and shows me cable. <laughs> what? I remember thinking we got a 27-inch screen TV. I remember thinking, I don't know if we would ever get a bigger TV. Now I sit in front of a 50 and go, huh, we could get a bigger one. But it's amazing. I'm thinking cable in the next couple of years is going to go the way of the VCR. It's going to be a novelty thing that people are going to be like, hey, I still got this old cable box. Does anybody want to buy it for a collection or something? And I think that's the way it's going to be. Yeah, because anything that you can't get over some type of streaming, you're going to be able to get on just the normal satellite, like usual, like all your local stuff that people are still going to have a need for to get your local in-house news. And that's going to be that. Uh, Like, I don't know anybody that has cable right now. My parents are actually actively trying to get rid of their satellite. Because you don't need it. Right. I have AT&T streaming. And the funny thing is when I got it, they were like, oh, you can have, you can have, uh, we're going to give you HBO, Showtime and Stars for free. I didn't even watch any of those. And if you would have been like 20 years ago, you got HBO, Showtime, Skinamat, or Skinamat. Yeah, no, you said it. You said that's it. Because the only thing, that's the only thing good to watch on it. Yeah. Cinematic selection sucks. All those things, if they were like, hey, we could give you this for free, I would have been flipping channels. But with these ones, I'm like, I, I think I cancel them after a week. I'm like, you know what? I, I don't even want these, and I'm going to get charged for them if I don't start canceling them. So that is. That that, is that's, how they, that's how they get you, man. Yeah. Did you forget to cancel them? I've yeah, now, now that's now that's how they get you with subscription services. Like, yeah, you can watch this as an extension of Hulu, seven day free trial, and then twelve ninety nine more a month. Yeah, I just do the twelve ninety nine. I figured that was good for Disney Plus, ESPN Plus. I have more of those, and then you have like yeah. free, like Pluto TV, which is like watching TV. Right. I'm a big, I'm a big Star Trek: The Next Generation nerd, so I find it cool that there's just a whole channel. That just plays the episodes over and over and over again. There's also like American Gladiators. I'm like Pluto TV. Oh my god, yeah, American old, Gladiators! What a oh old the old American. God, that could be another show in and of itself. Well, we're, we're gonna do that one. Don't worry. Put me down for that. I'm already in. Yeah, actually, I actually have the American Gladiators Nintendo game. I bought it for eight bucks. Dude, that game was awesome. 
I don't, I don't want to get us off topic again, but that game was awesome. Well, thank you for coming on. Uh, you want to plug your shows there? Well, uh, absolutely. Uh, thanks for having me, first and foremost. It's always a pleasure talking, but not politics, okay? Yeah. Um, so I am the main host of Hats, Tats, and Stats, along with three buddies of mine and a couple guest hosts here and there. Uh, we are a Buffalo-centric pro sports podcast. We've been focusing mostly on football. We're going to start stemming into hockey. And if I find someone who ever wants to talk basketball, I probably won't have them on the show because I don't care. I don't like basketball. So um, but I would I would explore that if the opportunity presented itself. So you guys can check that out. We usually record and post every Wednesday. I also am the host of ha- uh, Tip of the Cap podcast, which is Western New York's first prep baseball podcast, uh, talking all things about base- prep and amateur baseball in Western New York. And then Common Debauchery is my newest show. It is about the crazy, weird, and wild times of living in 2020 and 2021. Um, And I am starting to pick up some steam and do bigger and better things with that. And I am having a riot laughing my ass off every time I record an episode. So uh, check those out. All of them on the VICBP radio network, as, as well as everybody else that seems to be crossing over everyone else's shows. So... That's where you gotta do it, though. <clears throat> Listen, man, I love it. it. Like the the support network is insane. Like, I have a question. I I ask a question of anybody in that group chat, and I have nine answers in two minutes. Mm-hmm. It's a great, the great little group and everything else, and a lot better. I feel it's a lot better than I've never personally used it, like Anchor or any of those other ones. That I'll, t- I'll tell you what I used. Um, Tip of the Cap originally was on Podbean that I paid for. And then uh, when we started Hats, Tats, and Stats, it was you, we, we did a video podcast on YouTube. So it looked kind of like a sports talk show. And just getting to be in person to do it that way got to be a real hassle. So we moved it to audio only, and I started it on Anchor. And I saw decent numbers for what I thought, and it was okay. But ever since joining the network, like just the the support, the people that I mean, just the guarantee that someone's just going to click and post and share your stuff, like is is amazing. And I mean, I was lucky to get. I think my best episode on Podbean had maybe was pushing two hundred listens, and now I'm pulling eighteen hundred in a month. Like it's insane. It's absolutely insane. And it's it, it's it has nothing to do with anything more than just the amazing support group and people that are just out there to help each other get and do and be better. So, yes. you know, if you're listening to this, check out any and all of the podcasts on the network. Uh, they are all incredibly intelligent, hardworking people, and it's it's just awesome, man. And you know, again, I, I love being guest a guest host on everybody else's stuff. So, anybody who wants a guest podcast host. Call your boy. There you go. Just hit him up. That's what I do. I just love going, I have this topic. Who wants in? And then there's always somebody that says, yeah, I'll do it. If if, if, if I don't answer within the first two minutes, it's because I'm at work and I can't. Yeah. Because anytime you need a guest, I'm in. It's normally you or if it's uh, or, or Johnny and then Matt. I just did back before well, this one is actually going to come out. I did back-to-back episodes with Matt, so nice. Before he had to go return back to work, but 
thank you for coming on. And oh, no problem, man. Once again, you can catch Let's Talk With No Politics every Sunday on the BICBP Radio Network, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and you can also catch bonus shows of Let's Talk With No Politics, okay, over on the Helium Radio Network every Friday at 7 p.m. And also go check out the YouTube channel where it's a lot of retro gameplay, a couple of videos, and go to Facebook and Instagram and make sure you like those pages as well. With that being said, good morning, good afternoon, and good night. generic american sports podcast center hey guys thanks for tuning in to another episode of generic american sports host podcast thing today in sporting news some things happened that were some stuff and some other things some statistical values to back up those things are this as you can see the thing I just said, statistically, did happen. Yo, wait a minute. I feel like I could listen to this show anywhere and be just as bored. Why am I listening to this stuff? You want a better sports experience from your podcast? Head over to Hats, Tats, and Stats on the BICBP radio network. Not generic, not boring, and a little out there sometimes. Tune in. To Hats, Tats, and Stats on the BICBP Radio Network. <laughs>